What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to Ask Pat 2.0, episode 1049. This is a podcast where I coach an entrepreneur like you. I actually coach, and you get to listen in like a fly on a wall and hopefully take home some information that'll help you and your business, too. Also, Happy New Year to everybody. This is the first episode in 2019. I hope your year is off to an amazing start, and I'm excited to chat today with Pam Farley, who has a business that kind of, it was interesting because in this conversation, I found out that her target audience, the audience that she targeted with her email, was actually not her majority audience. And she went through a launch, and things didn't go the way she thought, and we dive into that and discover some ways to be able to best take advantage of what she has built and how to better organize her thoughts and her approach with the audiences that she has built. All right, now let's get to the coaching call with Pam. Here she is. Pam, thank you so much for coming on Ask Pat 2.0. Welcome uh, to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks. I'm super stoked to be here. Yeah, I'm stoked too. Uh, So Pam, why don't you tell everybody who's listening and myself, um, what is it uh, that you do and how can we help you? I have a blog, brownthumbmama.com. I am an author and a direct seller, and I am coming on my website to help people, primarily moms, choose more safe and natural options for their families. So getting rid of the 409 cleaner, um, getting rid of soda, making healthier choices in their eating and their cleaning. And um, so I have some specific about that niche for you today, Pat. Great. How long have you been uh, blogging and talking about that topic? Since 2009 and professionally since 2015. That's when I was able to quit my office job and work on the blog full time. That's so awesome. And just to reiterate the URL for everybody in case they wanted to go there, that's brownthumbmama.com, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Fantastic. I think it's a beautiful niche to be in, obviously, with the trends especially and uh, everybody worried about safety and um, just I think it's I think it's a perfect space to be in. So congratulations for mm-hmm. doing this professionally and, and being able to quit your job. I think that's amazing. I'd love to perhaps maybe at a later date dig into that journey for you, but I'd love to do what I can to help you out today. So what are you kind of struggling with? Uh, what's on your mind? Well, my big question is about my niche. Um, when I started Brown Thumb Mama, because a lot of the other moms at the office were asking me, how do you how do you make your own cleaners? How do you survive on one income, which we were doing at that time um, during the recession? Mm-hmm. And so I my avatar is a mom of younger kids who is, of course, concerned about safety and health and natural choices. And so my articles are are pointed in that direction. However, I surveyed my audience maybe a year, year and a half ago. And I found out that most of them are in their 40s and 50s and are empty nesters, So, which I was befuddled by. So I I pivoted a little and I started writing articles like natural ways to balance your hormones and um, get get better sleep without taking pills. Mm -hmm. And those articles did not take off. Um, So my I'm I'm kind of in a quandary. Do I continue doing what I'm doing that works, imagining my my avatar person being uh, younger with kids, or do I continue trying to write to the people 
who I know are reading, but maybe, but my first forays into that, those topics didn't take off. Awesome question. And I think this is a very common thing to run surveys and then use that data to uh, reflect what it is that you do. And I think that was a very smart move. But we're obviously mm-hmm. seeing in the data and in your results that, well, perhaps that audience isn't quite as responsive. So it's kind of interesting. It's like you, you were writing for a different audience than you thought you had. And what I want to get at really quick for everybody listening is that surveys are, are fantastic. You get a lot of data from that. However, it should be one of a few things you should use for any major changes in direction or pivoting, right? So I'm curious to know how else are you communicating with your audience? Do you have any groups or other means of communicating with them? I have a weekly email newsletter, which I'm getting some good chit chat back and forth with them. Um, I've started encouraging them to, you know, tell me where you're going camping this summer. And awesome. Tell me what your favorite thing is to cook at home. I don't have any groups yet. Okay. In that email list and in those communications, do you have any idea of the avatar of the people who are responding to you? Does it match your survey or does it match the... I actually took my... It's Well, I took my email list and I ran it through Facebook as a... I forget the exact steps that I I learned somewhere, but you you run your email list through Facebook and it gives you demographics. Yes. And so that was one of the ways that I found out that a lot of my, the people on my email list, I should say, the people on my email list seem to be older. Um, A lot of retirees, even that list skewed much, much older. Okay. Gotcha. And then, uh, so a few questions here for you, Pam, as I dig deeper into this and thank you for, being open about this, this is really fun, actually. Um, number okay. one, how large is your email list at this time, if you don't mind sharing? About 7,000 people. 7,000. And we found out through not just the survey, but the conversations that you're having that this seems to be of the older demographic, um, the 40s yeah. to 50s. Okay. Um, number two, how much traffic are you getting to your website currently per month? 150,000 to 200,000 a month. Wow. That is, first of all, that's awesome. That's huge. Those numbers are huge. Congratulations. That's so cool. Oh, cool. Um, How are you generating revenue? Um, Is it through advertising products? Give me some insight on that. Advertising. um, I am an affiliate for a few products that match my brand. And I also sell some uh, principles, garden related principles. Awesome. This is, this is really cool. So, I think it's interesting because a majority of your traffic has yet to come on your email list. And so it seems to, it seems to me that, and I'm just kind of speculating here uh, based on my experience, is that because of who you are and, and your personality, um, I would imagine that the 40 to 50-year-old uh, demographic is really responding to, to you and wants to learn more from you because you guys – and, and I'm just assuming um, you have a lot more – than just cleaning products that you could potentially help them with. Um, like yeah. you said, you're already writing a lot of articles related to that. But a majority of the traffic may be, like you said, of the moms who have kids at home still. And so mm-hmm. it's almost like you have two different audiences here who, yes, they want the same thing, but they want it in different ways because of where they're at in their life. Uh-huh. So how have you thought of perhaps segmenting this audience so you know exactly who is on your list and what you could serve them with? I have sent a 
I couldn't really call it a survey, but I, I sent a, a an email that said, hey, I'd like to learn a little bit more about you. Which one of these sentences applies to you? Nice. I plan on growing a garden this year. And that sentence clicked over to one of my blog posts about starting a garden. So I had three different statements, which one applies to you. And then I could track where they went based on which article they clicked. If it was low tech, but it did the job. Um, my email people are gardening, but my readers, my, my blog readers are kind of broken up between gardening, natural living and um, essential oils. So I feel like I'm all over the place. I mean, it fits all my, it fits my brand, but right. lots of different avenues. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, this is very similar to the journey that I've had, Pam, where, you know, I talk mm-hmm. about online business, but within online business, there are all kinds of demographics from, you know, teenagers all the right. way to, you know, baby boomers who want to support their retirement accounts to people who like, podcasting to people who would rather write. And so I often struggle with this as well. And what has been most helpful is to think about how can I know exactly uh, who is in my audience and and, and and segment them as such. And then being uh-huh. able to, as I'm creating content, to understand, okay, this article that I'm writing is for specifically this group of people. So when I publish it on the blog, knowing that it's also – really, really relevant to this particular demographic. I'm going to go a little bit more aggressive with making sure that they see this article. So I will send an email out to that particular segment and I'll leave out other segments where it wouldn't make sense. For example, if oh, I write okay. an, if I write an article on advanced SEO strategies, I know to not send it to people on my list who are literally just starting out because I mean, it would be very very overwhelming and unnecessary for them to learn. So what I'm getting at is in your email list, um, it's great that you've already learned a little bit about them. If you could somehow, and there are tools that are able to allow you to do this, segment your your audience such that when you write an article about, for example, like you said, natural and holistic ways to balance your hormones, you can segment out those – or only send, mm-hmm. you, you know, you could segment out those who you know on the list that are not quite at that point yet. Or vice versa, you can only send it to just those people. So I, I love this because you, you're, you're, you're growing. And this is, this is one of the most common growing pains is, wow, I started in a very niche space and now I'm a, I'm, I seem to be attracting new kinds of people. How do I, how do I continue to serve everybody when I'm, I'm growing and, and, and segmentation would be the answer. So Got it. if you were to think ahead six months from now, for example, in an ideal world, what would your production workflow be if you knew exactly who was in your audience? And I, I, to me, it just seems like there's basically two, the, the, one that's, the ones that you have on your email list currently mostly, and perhaps getting more people on your email list from the other side, which is the moms at home. And you know, the way that you would do that is when you write an article for one, you have either a lead magnet or something that relates to that particular audience. Again, in the approach of that content, knowing exactly who that's for. It's okay that it's okay that you have multiple audiences. It's not okay if you are writing articles trying to please everybody because when you do that, you're actually not giving any of them the thing that they need, right? Because you're trying to 
Agreed. Trying to get everybody mm-hmm. in there. So I, I would say, like, this is really cool because now it seems like n- now you have two different audiences that you could provide for. And when you write articles, you you essentially just have to think of one. When you create products, you think of one and you create it and you and you, you send emails to them and you just think about them. Not that you're leaving the other ones out because you also have right. content for mm-hmm. them too. But they don't need to see those those things. Um, you know, yes, they'll see it all in one spot on your blog, but in the more direct communication via email, well, they would only see the ones that would be relevant for them. Exactly. So I I want to work on, I think the, the content that I have now is a little bit more advanced um, mm-hmm. as far as the green living stuff. I've, I have not been covering super basic things like why you don't want to microwave food in plastic and why you would want to stop using saran wrap and have a plastic free kitchen. So, because those are just part of my life. Right. So I need to talk about those basic things and then I can get some of the people who are newer, you know, the, the busy mom who's like, Oh, I'm just going to throw the kids cuisine meal in the microwave and please no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. So what, um, so next steps for you based on our conversation, what do you think your next steps might be? Hmm. Well, I, I clearly need to find out a little bit more about my people. And you had said that there were, um, there's software or tools. Is that something I can just look up on the site? Um, on well, your site that we could recommend? Or? I'm curious, what email service provider are you using? I'm still with MailChimp. Okay. And MailChimp does have this capability. Um, I, I recommend oh, okay. ConvertKit because it, it is a little bit easier as well. But essentially what you would do is the next time you write an article, think about exactly mm-hmm. who it's for. Is it for you know group A or group B? And sure. think about who might want to um, you know learn more from you in that particular audience, and how might you get their email? So it could be, for example, a uh, a lead magnet that relates to that particular audience that you know that if people take the next step to download that thing, then you kind of can already put them in that bucket. And they would join okay. a particular segment of your email list because when you put a form on your website, you could likely select, okay, well, they're going to go into this group. And Yes, yes, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you, you probably have a backlog of articles that you could also go and put forms in that can automatically drop people into specific buckets so that you can start to, again, when yes. you go in your email list, you go, okay, like here's an article for this group. I'm going to send it to just them because it really relates to them. Or here's an article to group B. I'm going to send it to them and and then you kind of build you know what i mean you kind of build your your database not one giant one but you have like your group a database and your group b database okay yep Mm -hmm. and then what's really cool is now when you go to group a and you go hey what are you struggling with right now you're going to get all this information from the busy moms and all the articles that you could potentially write all the podcasts that you can create all the products that you can create and you can ask the Mm -hmm. exact same question to group b and get very different answers, but now you have ways that you could serve both communities and continue to expand and grow because what's cool is now that you are serving two different audiences, now you have essentially twice as many kinds of people to bring new people into your brand who can then self-select into one or the other categories. Awesome. Okay. How does and that- I, I have different ways that they can opt in, different um teasers to bring them into my list. Um, I'm actually working on a new lead magnet 
right now. Oh, awesome. But I had not been put, I'd just been putting them in the subscribers bucket. I had not been segmenting. So this is, um, I could, I could end up with three lists. I could end up with gardeners as a separate list. If you I'm you totally careful. could. You totally could. And what's cool is in the future, if you have this big list of even a small targeted list of gardeners, you could go to, for example, a podcaster who is a gardener podcaster and go, hey, I have a whole list of gardeners who would love to hear your show or hear an interview. Would oh, you, you know, do yeah. you want to answer these questions for my audience? And I'll I'll send them your way. And maybe you'd like to share, you know, some stuff about holistic living that's, you know, on the tangent of gardening with your audience. And you can develop these relationships instead of a instead of asking somebody who's like, hey, um, you know, I talk about like these three different things and. You know, I'd love to to be a guest on your show. Well, I mean, yeah, it, you know, your stuff kind of relates as opposed to I have a targeted list and you know exactly what the numbers are. They're going to be a lot more excited about that. Um, it's just going to help you clear the cobwebs in, in your mind, which is kind of what you came in with. And nice. uh, hopefully that sounds exciting to you. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and a little overwhelming because that seems like a lot of people to manage communications with. Right. And and there are going to be, you know, emails that you send out that are relevant for everybody, right? So you right. would you, mm-hmm. you would send it to your whole list, but then there are also going to be articles that would be just more suited for one. Um the most important thing is to just try to keep it simple because it's very easy to when you're when you start segmenting your audience to get into just a giant rabbit hole where you now have like 10 different segments and it's just like, oh, I don't ah. even like, you know, it can get very confusing. So I would just start with two maybe three but just two to start with and just just keep it simple um use your existing email service provider to just drop them into different buckets as they communicate or interact with you and then um then just you know offer value and serve them in the best way possible now that you know who they are and where they exist um it's just gonna make communication a lot easier cool pam yeah well that's great I, I, i mean there's there's obviously many many more things that you could do in the future after you segment, but I think that perhaps we can save that for a later conversation once you start to build out these little uh, segments and buckets uh, essentially in your audience. And if I had a recommendation for you for a book that would help with this, if this is uh, going to be your focus in uh, in the new year, it would be a book called Ask by Ryan Levesque. And I, I have it. It's right behind me. You oh, can't no way. see it on my I'm All right. Well, I'm that, like, look, there it is right there. <laughs> that, that would be good homework. And what's nice about that book is he, he tells you right up front, like the, the meat of the content that you would need is at the second half of the book. And he actually gives you the page number because the first half is just how he came up with the formula. So if you wanted to fast track to understand mm-hmm. what questions to ask and how to create those buckets, um, second half of the book would be where, it's, where to start. Understood. Okay. Well, I will get that down and crack it open and burn. Cool, Pam. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on. You are actually the first person to uh, be coached here in 2019, and uh, I hope this inspires everybody. And we'll have to check in with you later in the year and bring you back on and and see how things are going. Is that okay? Yes, please. I would love that. All right. Pam, you're amazing. Thank you so much, and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. I hope you enjoyed that call with Pam. Again, you can find her at brownthumbmama.com. Dot com, And I'm excited to chat with her later this year, perhaps, to see how things go after she starts organizing her list and her content and her just targeting. It's going to be awesome. And the recommended resource that was mentioned in this episode, again, was the book Ask, A-S-K, period. 
And it was written by Ryan Levesque, L-E-V-E-S-Q-U-E. Comes highly recommended. It's almost kind of like mandatory reading for anybody doing entrepreneurship. Again, that's Ask by Ryan Levesque. Thank you again for listening in. I appreciate you. Let's start off the year right, and let's leave a review for the show. If you haven't done so yet, let's get that out of the way. You know you want to do it if you've gotten value from this. Uh, And even if you haven't, I'm always welcome for feedback and whatnot as well. So here to help, here to serve you. Cannot wait for all that's to come in 2019. We've got a lot more episodes coming your way. And of course, we always bring people back. And that'll probably happen uh, midway through the year and also at the end of the year. So make sure you stick around because we've got a lot of stories to tell, a lot of people to coach, and a lot of entrepreneurs to serve. So here we go. AskPat.com if you want to fill out your application to potentially get coached just like Pam today. And lastly, just keep crushing it. Love you guys. Thanks so much. Team Flynn for the win. Hey there. Thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.